2: all right welcome to the mbc sports soccer pub edition of bet the edge i'm jay croucher and second i'll be joined by Former U.S. Olympic team captain and MLS star Brian Dunseth will talk about his beloved Manchester United uh, and their chances of knocking off my beloved Arsenal and Man City in the Premier League and also uh, their chances of winning the Carabao Cup on Sunday against Newcastle. And then we'll wrap the show by uh, bringing in Brad Thomas and Drew Dinsick to talk about their favourite soccer bets this weekend. Uh, but let's welcome in Brian Uh won't give the backstory on your nickname, Brian, uh, which I enjoyed <laughs> ever before. Uh, but Brian, you're working as an MLS analyst for Apple TV, co-hosting the Week in the Tackle podcast with our good friend, the incomparable Tom Rennie. Uh, so thanks for taking the time to join us. Let's, uh, let's start off by talking your Manchester United. Uh, it's been a bizarre 12 months for Man U, I think having the World Cup. In the middle of the season, it's just distorted all sense of time where Mm. it just doesn't feel real that, you know, in the past 12 months, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo was on this team. Ralph Ragnick was the coach of this team, which doesn't feel like something that actually happened. But all of a sudden, (laughs) now they're five points back of Arsenal in the Premier League. Uh, Do you think that this team has a realistic title
3: chance? I don't know how realistic the title chance is considering Arsenal and Man City um, and what they've done so far this season. But then again, if I would have gone back to January, I would have said there's no way that Arsenal drops points and they're just going to be humming towards a title underneath Mikel Arteta. Uh, what I would say is what Eric Ten Hag has done is, is pretty extraordinary. When you go back to the whole conversation of who should replace Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who should replace Ralf Ragnick, who should be the next guy coming through the doors, should it be Antonio Conte? No, he's been poached. He's going to go to Tottenham after rejecting them initially. Um, so is it a reality? It could be a reality. Five points, isn't that huge of a difference uh, considering what we've seen in the Premier League table and some of the hiccups some of the other teams have had? Um, but I think if you would have asked any Manchester United fan at the start of the season, top four, challenge for a trophy, that would be more than acceptable underneath the first season with Eric Hag.
2: What's the, the main differences, I guess, that you've seen from Ten Hag in relation to, I guess, Ragnik, even though it was a short stay there, and Solskjaer? Obviously, he's doing some, uh, some, some different stuff, playing uh, Val there's That's number 10 uh, of all things. And he certainly seems to be getting the most out of Marcus Rashford as well.
3: I would say it starts with an identity, right? Um, when you show up to the training pitch as a player, all you want to do is is be exposed to something fresh something new something less repetitive but you want clear-cut ideas and and it feels like when you watch eric tin Hogside, side that you see what they are trying to do right they're they're passing the litmus test of just what what the eyeball test is um i would say it's also accountability right Uh, i've seen from the very beginning he's been not afraid to Give a little bit to the players, but at the same time, hold them extremely accountable. You go back to Garnacho in preseason, you go to the Cristiano Ronaldo situation, you go to Marcus Rashford situation where he overslept uh, and, and missed the, the the team meeting. I just think as a player, when you're looking for a leader, you want someone that you can believe in um, and at the same time holds every single person accountable. And I think that's what Eric Ten Hag has shown. He's not afraid to make big decisions. He's not afraid to put an arm around the shoulder of a player in a time in need, like we've seen with Jaden Sancho. But at the same time, he can be very ruthless when it comes to the individual stepping out of bounds uh, alongside the collective. Um, So I think he's checked all the boxes. And I I don't know if it's the playing with former Dutch players myself, but there's such a a direct bluntness and, and almost honesty with the way that he approaches things. And, and I just go back to that Brentford loss when they were outrun and the four nil loss. And the next day he's showing up and he's putting in the miles with them. This is a collective as opposed to an individual. And I, and I think if you go back and not name names, but you know, listen, there, there's huge personalities that have been involved in Manchester United over the last, you know, six seasons say. Um, and those personalities that aren't there now, you seem to find more of a collective balance amongst the group, even though there's still huge personalities in this collective.
2: Yeah, and I think talking about one of those personalities, and I think the guy who's kind of become the story of the season, that's Marcus Rashford. Mm-hmm. I think United are in a bit of a strange spot where I think say three seasons ago, this felt like uh, Bruno Fernandez's team and then it was yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo's team. And now all of a sudden it's Marcus Rashford's team. At least certainly he is the guy that everyone seems to be game planning for the most. He's the game Breaker uh is it just the fact that he's playing with more confidence and he's been empowered by ten Hag, or have you noticed uh, anything different about rashford this season
3: i i think also the conversation should include benny mccarthy coming to manchester united um and kind of the the specializing in the movement inside the box and what it looks like and just having another striker an attacking player a, a former prolific goal scorer with you every single day to give you tips or, 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 little, have little mini conversations thinking about, you know, shifting and moving hips, balance, center, balance, touch inside, outside. How do you create a little bit more time and space? Listen, Mar- Marcus Rashford is, is an extraordinarily talented young man. And he has been, and even that much more extraordinarily talented off the field for what he's done over the course of the pandemic and for his community. Um, I think it's the empowerment of, being the guy right the fact that you think about they don't have Edison cavani they don't have cristiano ronaldo you can't really trust anthony Martial on a weekly basis because of the unfortunate injury situations that he continues to pick up after a few games when you think he's just in form um the, the situation with marcus rashford where you felt like maybe he was the prolific number nine for the future uh, i'm sorry mason greenwood the prolific number nine for the future i think for rashford it's trying to find his best position, right? Is he on the right? Is he on the left? Is he at point nine? With Begghurst dropping in, we've seen some movement as well. So I, I think it's rhythm, it's confidence. Um, and I think outside of what the start of the season, or at least the first half of the season looked like for Erling Holland. Now you're looking at Marcus Rashford uh, in, in, in a form that is, that is consistent in a season. I'm going to say short time. Uh, of of what we see a guy like Harry Kane being capable of doing it at to, Tottenham.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's been incredible to watch Rashford. I mean, last year, he just seemed completely lost for stretches. And then, you know, as an Arsenal fan, thinking back to that, that 3-2 win recently that Arsenal had uh, at the Emirates. I mean, Arsenal dominated that game, but Rashford was terrifying. And uh, yeah. it felt like the game was always going to be alive just mainly because of his presence uh, on the pitch. Uh, let's talk about... The Carabao Cup, which I think the main storyline in this one is the uh, the Shawshank Redemption of uh, Loris Carriott. Uh That's <laughs> yeah. become the big story there. But Man United are also in the final. They are a pretty decisive favourite over Newcastle. Right now they're minus 167 to lift the Cup. Newcastle plus 125. Uh, what are you expecting on Sunday?
3: Well, I, I expect Eddie Howe to have Newcastle United as prepared as he possibly can. Um, and I, like probably every Newcastle and Manchester United fan, the moment Nick Pope came flying off his line and that ball ended up instinctually being cuddled up uh, underneath him and the straight red card shown, um, I, I thought, my, my God, he's out. He's out of the care about cup final. And who is Eddie Howe going to turn to? Um, I, I know there's so much confidence that the managers will place, even Jurgen Klopp having the conversation about Laurie Scarrius, but it's hard not to look back and, and think about what this young man has gone through and the difficulties he's he's really struggled to find with regards to playing time and consistent playing time since his time at Liverpool. Um, So listen, I'm a huge Mickey Almirón fan from what he's done during his time at Atlanta United. It's been incredible to see uh, what he's been able to uh, not, not a redemption by any means, because I think he's been in fantastic form, but the ability to score goals in particular this season and for Newcastle United fans, I think you have to be in- incredibly excited about the direction, the financial backing, uh, sidestepping, whatever the moral minefield looks, of, looks like with regards to the support for the club and the new ownership. Um, but to see their ascent in such a short amount of time is really, really impressive, even though more recently a bit of hiccups. Uh, for Manchester United, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how they come through tonight's match against Barcelona in Europa League, short turnaround time, at least they're at home. Um, and barring no injuries, I, I still, I'm still always intrigued to see what the starting 11 looks like for Ten Hogg, because I think there's always one or two surprises. Not that you're surprised that a certain player isn't a starting 11 caliber type of player, but the way he kind of decides to plug in place certain players in position um, and who gives him that tipping balance. Uh, with the loss of Christian Erickson, it's hurt in the midfield, Kashimiro picking up that Silly red card, you know, red mist with the hands around the neck against Crystal Palace. But I think Sabitzer has been a very strong replacement in the midfield. Fred's, Fred, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be a back hill, a chop, a croix, and a, a tidy little finish or a rush of blood with a hard tackle just outside the 18 and a recovery run. Um, but looking forward to the weekend. And I think even though it doesn't have maybe the allure of an FA Cup type of feel, it's still a trophy, and trophies do matter.
2: Yeah, I'm pro-Fred, uh, for the record. Think, uh, brings more to the table. Of course table. you are. I right. uh, like Fred. All right, well, yeah. Brian, thanks so much for taking the time. Can you all let people know uh, where to follow you and find your content?
3: Yeah, on Instagram, at Brian Dunseth, uh, SiriusXM, with our friend Tom Rennie uh, every Friday on Grumpy Pundits. We also do our podcast, Week in the Tackle. And uh, starting this weekend, I'll be with Max Barados on Apple TV. We start our game, uh, Portland Timbers, against Sporting Kansas City to kick off the 2023 MLS season.
2: Nice one, and uh, I won't make you do it, but for the listeners uh, and viewers, uh, Brian's got the best American-Australian accent that I've heard, <laughs> from Robert Downey Jr. in *Tropic Thunder*. Uh, so, congratulations yeah. on that as well. Thanks for your time, Brian. And, uh,
3: best Appreciate of it, life. man. Cheers. Thanks.
2: All right, A reminder to download the Road to World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today.
0: Dietz Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.
2: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
4: It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move. New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the initial wager. PointsBet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, Call 1 800 9 with it. In Michigan, call 1 800 270 7117. In Virginia, call 1 888 532 3500. Gambling problem? Call 877 8 Hope, New York, or text Hope, New York. That's 467 369. In New York, call 1 800. Gambler. In Pennsylvania, call 1 877 770 STOP. That's 1 877 770 6867. In Louisiana.
2: All right, let's bring in Drew Dinsick and Brad Thomas, two guys who can't do an Australian accent. Um, <laughs> Brad, let's uh, let's get started with uh, what's your best bet of the weekend in the Premier League.
5: Yeah, I'm going to the Leicester City versus Arsenal match, and I'm backing Arsenal team total over one and a half goals. It's a little juice, so you're going to have to have some juice tolerance in this one. But I like that a little bit better than Arsenal Moneyline. I don't think that Arsenal go to Leicester and they keep a clean sheet. So if they want to win this one and they want to keep their lead, they're going to have to pay the price and score two goals. And why I like this, we know Leicester City's defense and their backline has been some issues. They do see a little improvement at home, but Leicester actually are in the bottom fourth in defensive allowed carries in the final third. What that means is Arsenal will spend a lot of time in that final third attacking third with, Players like Bakayo Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli, Orchosard, whoever's in the match at that time. Another play that's kind of correlated to that, the lines are not out yet. It's going to be Bakayo Saka to have a shot on target with his left foot. It might be a knock on Saka. He refused to shoot with his right foot. There's times when he probably could shoot with his right foot and score, but he switches over to the left. It's going to be plus money or around minus 110. I think it's, it's a good way to cut down the juice on the shot on target.
2: Okay. I like that. Drew, what do you got?
4: I'm going to stick with the theme a little bit here. We have uh, the better team on the road, unable to keep a clean sheet, and that is uh, looking at Liverpool, both to Crystal Palace, and getting a goal on their own, which I think we can all agree is likely. Uh, Both teams to score yes in the uh, Crystal Palace-Liverpool matches right now minus 125. I'm leaning a little bit on how poor the defense looked for Liverpool in that Champions League match against uh, uh, Real Madrid. Of course, Madrid has much more scoring power than Crystal Palace, but... They didn't even really play that great of a game. They got on the score, score sheet five times there. So uh, realistically, I think Jurgen Klopp's going to be looking for answers. The problem is with the health issues that they have in the defense right now at Liverpool, there's not really any answers to be had across the reserves for that squad. So even if they are reaching and they're trying some different lineups, particularly on the uh, the backside there, there could be some miscommunication. Allison certainly is not goaltending with confidence right now. Uh, and I think Crystal Palace, extremely hungry to get their first win of 2023, will come out with some aggressive. Uh, I like, uh, you know, the potential for, uh, you know, guys like um, Ebrechie Eze to get on the score sheet here. He's been, you know, he's been kind of quiet, but I think he's sort of the uh, igniting piece here for Palace to put a little bit of pressure on Liverpool and just a a little bit of an interesting, um, you know, nugget for you. It is uh, it has been 12 out of the last 14 matches. Uh, for Liverpool that they have conceded a goal in the first half, uh, which means this is probably going to be, not a conceded goal, but there's been a goal in the first half. So this is probably going to open up wide open uh, relatively early here. So both teams to score yes, minus 125, looks like a fair bet to me.
2: Wow, look at Drew coming with the soccer fire. Very good. <laughs> yes, I, that was I, great. Right now, uh, yeah, the, Liverpool just seems to be completely broken. It's not just the Real Madrid game. It's the fact that when Newcastle went down to 10 men, Liverpool couldn't do anything. Uh, against them and I think that the approach that they showed against Real Madrid, just the kamikaze of having both fullbacks basically playing as wingers and just being totally exposed uh, on the break. It seems like Klopp, that's just the way that he wants to continue to play even with lacking all the rhythm that they are at the moment. So I suspect that Palace... Um, they should be able to score at least once. And you would expect Liverpool, even as uninspiring uh, as they have been, there's just still so much talent. Uh, and they will just, they will, they'll find their way into a goal. My best bet this weekend is taking under two and a half uh, in Leeds, Southampton. Uh, this is looking at the new manager bounce. My man, Javi Gracia, to come in uh, for Jesse Marshall. He's going to bring a bit more of a defensive mindset. Uh, and I think Southampton, uh, yeah, unless James Wood-Prowse is going to score three by himself from free kicks, they're going to struggle to score against the Leeds team, which has been a little bit better defensively of late anyway. And I think with uh, García in town that they will, uh, they will very much play um, to, to try and keep a clean sheet. Uh, and Leeds in attack, while they've definitely got some upside, uh, they've lost their way a little bit there too. So I'm expecting a low-scoring game there. All right, gentlemen, that'll wrap us up. Uh, from myself, Jay Croucher, Drew Dinsick, and Brad Thomas, thanks again to Brian Dunseth for joining us. Don't forget to check out mbcsportsedge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks to those watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel and for listening to us in podcast form. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us. We'll be back tomorrow.